0: everybody. It is Jay Scott. This is the Hook Rocks, the ultimate rock community podcast. Hope you're doing well. Thanks for tuning in, as you always do. Always appreciate the listeners that uh, continue to come back and listen to the show, listen to what I've got to talk about and who I've got to talk to. Uh, we're going to be doing a review of a show that I went to this past Wednesday. It's going to be part one of two. We're going to be doing both bands separately. But just like to welcome you back. Uh, We are part of the Pantheon Podcast Network, great network of music related podcasts, something for all types of genres that you can dive into. To all types of stuff that uh, I think you'll enjoy. I always mention my friends, Tom and Zeus from the number one rated Kiss podcast. Shout out Loudcast, Mistress Carrie in Boston, Martin Popoff, the Rock Historian, as well as the Hanging and Banging podcast with Ron and Estee, the local Chicago promoter, as well as Carmen peace and Vinny Apice. You can follow them at PantheonPodcast.com as well as on their socials. Uh, search Pantheon Pods on both Facebook and Twitter. You can follow the Hook Rocks wherever you do podcasts, whether it's Amazon, Spotify, or Apple. We're on every platform. Don't forget to set your app to automatic download. So every time we drop a new episode, you get it immediately, and you're able to enjoy your commute, enjoy your to, enjoy your day with the smooth sounds of the Hook Rocks Ultimate Rock Community Podcast. We've had some great episodes lately. Um, we... Just recently, had Ace Von Johnson celebrating the 350th episode of the Hook Rocks. We just spoke with Gil Moore from Triumph, talking about the new documentary from Banger Films, "Rock and Roll Machine." If you are familiar with Triumph and grew up in the same period I did, I did, you'll definitely enjoy the podcast. It's a great reflection on the band and their legacy. And if you haven't, it's a great time to discover a band that was part of that 80s rock scene, especially in the early part from like 80 to 86. Um, they were all over. They they were a big band, just as big as the Scorpions and Motley Cruz and all those guys that they appeared on in the Us Festival in 1983. Great interview. Gil was awesome. Thank, thanked him for his time and uh, look forward to having him on again whenever that will be. We've had some great new music spotlights as well. We've had Scarlet Rebels. We've had Georgia Thunderbolts, South of Eden, Seven Year Witch, Fortune Child, Naked Gypsy Queens, as well as many others. So check all that out too. We love always showcasing the great bands, the great new bands that are out there in the emerging rock scene. Uh, so look for that. Look for some great episodes coming up too as well. I've got some great things planned for you and for the show. Don't forget to write us a review. Please write us a review. If you enjoy the hook rocks and any platform you do write or you do listen, whether it's Apple, Spotify, or wherever, we always appreciate your feedback. So thank you very much for giving it and uh, hopefully continue to entertain you with our music chats and our music talks and our interviews and, Uh, Always great to present things to you and, and great to talk rock music, as I always like to do. Today's episode, like I mentioned, it is a review of the show at the House of Blues in Chicago with Mammoth and Dirty Honey, both great bands in the emerging rock scene. Two of the bands that are really leading the charge with the new rock scene. Um, you know, you talk about Mammoth, you talk about Dirty Honey. Obviously there's Greta Van Fleet and the Struts and so many other bands that are coming up behind them. But these two have to be included as, as the leaders at this point, because every time you read something or hear something, they're growing their audience. They're touring together. They're touring with big bands, Mammoth, of course, with Guns N' Roses and last summer, Dirty Honey with the Black Crows. Great songs matter, and both these bands have it. And we're going to dive into the Dirty Honey portion of the show. Uh, they were the first act on stage. It is a co-headline show. I don't know if they're rotating or not. I don't know if um, you know they go from show to show and one band closes, one band opens. But nevertheless, Dirty Honey really set the tone for the night uh great groove throughout the whole show this is a show that was supposed to happen in january but because of covid and the restrictions that were put in place all over the country they postponed the show until march so it was kind of a two-month delay uh which is what happens i guess this is kind of what we're all dealing with this is kind of what happens now in, in current day and age, 2022. But uh, it was something that my son and I, who I took with to the show, were both anticipating in January. We were disappointed that it didn't happen. But uh, we were very excited to see the postponement date in the middle of March. The weather was a little better. It wasn't as cold. It was actually a really nice evening, too, for a show. Uh, we got down there. Of course, Chicago traffic is always a big pain in the ass. But we fought through it. We got down there. We ate at the House of Blues restaurant Crossroads. I was able to have one of my favorite dishes in the city of Chicago, the Chipotle shrimp and grits. If you have not tried it and you are going to be eating at the House of Blues, I highly recommend it. It is incredible. Ate dinner. My son had the smash burger, talked some music. His friends were all coming on the way down. Uh, great to see the youth of America, the youth of Chicago, my son, the youth rocks, as he calls himself, and his friends going on a weeknight to a rock and roll show for two young emerging bands. I think that's awesome. I think that's really where we need to be or what rock music needs to be at that point. You know, when you looked at the center of that general mission area, you know, where everybody was standing, there was a big cluster of young kids. And my son and his friends are down there. They met other young kids from different areas of the suburban area, the Chicago area. And that's awesome. You know, when you can meet and exchange your socials with kids you never met before at a show, Dirty Honey Mammoth provided that for that night. And that's how music builds. That's how really this whole rock, new emerging rock scene is going to build. It's stuff like that. You know, where kids who are now old enough to drive, who've been listening to this music all through the pandemic, been wearing their dirty honey shirts to school. And then they're all standing next to each other like, hey, man, and they're introducing each other to each other and they're rocking out with each other. That is awesome. That's what we want to see, right? That is what myself, who's in my late 40s, you know, who still loves rock music, who still loves listening to new emerging bands just as much as the old stuff uh it was definitely uh, a joy to see with uh with all that happening and the enthusiasm that they had so let's get into the show man dirty honey came on they opened up with the song gypsy from their new album their new album is eight songs of groove and blues influence and rock and roll if you haven't checked it out it is absolutely phenomenal. Uh just a great way to open the show. Mark sounded great. The band sounded great. Just absolutely incredible. Uh a great way to show. They moved into Break You into Heartbreaker. Love Heartbreaker. Heartbreaker is a fantastic song, as well as The Wire, which was their fourth song uh that they played. They pretty much played their entire catalog or almost their entire catalog uh it's just great to see these songs we've been enjoying for so long the songs that really um have propelled them into superstardom or approaching very close to it at this point i uh, i i really do think in the next few years as i mentioned at the beginning those four bands dirty honey is going to be there uh they, they've got great they they fantastic songs a fantastic group very talented like i said The band sounded phenomenal. We went into Take My Hand and Tied Up into Down the Road and California Dreaming, which was their first big single off the new record. You know, the one thing that you really notice with the band is, you know, I saw them at the Hollywood Casino Amphitheater back in the summer with the Black Crows. And I think I actually may have reviewed the show, too, as well back then, but they are they're better. And, and, and that's the thing too, man, the longer these guys are playing with each other and the more shows they do, the tighter they get. And you really saw that in this concert, in this show, the crowd was absolutely totally into it. A lot of dirty honey fans. Uh, the place was pretty much packed. It was, it was, they, I mean, the way Mark was going back and forth with the crowd and seeing the crowd sing along to all the songs, that is a testament to those songs and to the band and what they're all about. So first, you know, seven, eight songs into the show, they uh, they were really nailing it. And people were really into it, singing along. The crowd was just, the synergy between both was just absolutely fantastic. They went into their cover of the, the Prince song, Let's Go Crazy, which I think was part of the NHL... Uh, stadium series or the winter classic uh, i think it was the winter classic where they they did that song for the nhl um a great version more of a a bluesier slowed down version with more of a groove uh, more of a blues groove uh than the original i mean we all know the original song and that's really the kind of the word i keep going back to with dirty honey is the groove they really just out of all the bands that have been emerging, they have a groove like no other. They really kind of encapsulate the blues and rock and, you know, from the 70s into the 80s into the early part of the 90s. They really pay tribute to those decades of music with a lot of a lot of groove. I keep going back to that word. A bit and I'm kind of smiling as I uh, as I say it, but. It's true. And if you haven't checked them out live, I highly suggest you do. Then The 10th song of the night was Another Last Time, which is my favorite song off of the album, the latest album. I think it's got this Hendrix uh, vibe to it. That's Zeppelin Hendrix vibe to it. Even... Is a little bit reminiscent of Yellow Leadbetter by Pearl Jam. It's got a little, you know, few elements in there. Little Wing by, by Hendrix and merging all those elements together. I love the song. It's a great way to close an album. Uh, like I said, my favorite song of the, of the evening. Absolutely. Or my favorite song on the album. And it really does play well in front of a crowd. It's uh, absolutely a fantastic song. Then we went into these solos, uh, really interesting stuff, you know, with the drummer Corey, Justin, the bass solo into the guitar solo with John Natto and played a few riffs from one of my favorite Zeppelin songs, 10 Years Gone. The crowd was really into it, loved all three pieces, you know, that they did, the bass, the drum and guitar solo, uh, really uh, showcased all their talents as well. Fun to see, fun to see a young band doing that and putting themselves out there. Not a lot of young bands do that uh, in order, the drum, the bass, or it was actually the bass, drum, and guitar solo, Uh, but very exciting to see that. And then they went into their song, When I'm Gone, which was off of their first EP that they released a few years ago, and then into Rolling Sevens, which uh, I love. Great way to end the night. Great way to... uh, a bow on the show it uh, it was just fantastic to see them and really cool to see them on a, on a smaller stage you know after, after seeing them with the black crows. to be honest with you I had tickets to see them twice before and I ended up not being able to go because I had health issues both times it was like both times I, end, I was in the hospital uh, for something that I was dealing with they were playing local to Chicago and I, and I missed both times. I think one of them was at the rock house and one of them was like downtown somewhere. I forget where it was, but I never got to experience them on a smaller stage in the club stage or, or a small theater stage. And I was very happy to do so at this show that they did here at the house of blues uh speaking to the crowd as i mentioned before the crowd loved them the crowd and the band had a great synergy which is great to see you know when you have a young band and a and a and a crowd that is there to see them and also sing along to their songs and have that feedback then that they're giving back to the band and then mark asking for that feedback too as well and getting a great response chicago really really played well with with dirty honey and um happy to see that because once chicago loves you you can keep coming back and they will always be there for you it uh is, is definitely part uh you know how, how chicago is basically and and kind of reflecting on the show you know driving back and you know talking with my son about the show getting his friends feedback or how much they loved seeing the concert and seeing the show they definitely nailed it. Um, they definitely have a have a good time vibe to them. When you go see a Dirty Honey show, you're going to have a good time. You're going to have, you know, great interaction with the band and you're going to feel like you're at a rock and roll show. You're going to have a smile on your face. You're going to enjoy it. You're going to want to see them again. You can't wait to see them again. They really put on an excellent show. Great bunch of musicians, great band, extremely tight. And it's going to be interesting to see where this band goes. Once this tour is over, what they're going to do, Uh, you know, is new music on the way, or are they going to hook on with another tour? Are they going to continue to tour with other emerging rock bands too, as well, whatever they want to do, I'm game for it. And I'm sure a lot of their fans are, you know, it's nice to see them with the bigger bands, such as black crows. And it's nice to see them in this type of environment in a smaller theater. The House of Blues holds about two thousand people, and it's it's great to see that it really is. It's a band that you need to really pay attention to, as I've said several times on this episode and several times in other episodes. They are for real. They are the real deal, and I think you can only expect bigger and greater things from them as they move forward. As always, I can I can't wait for new music. You know, when you think of some of these young bands that are out there you know, Dirty Honey with the EP and the eight songs on the album, you know, my biggest complaint has been, I want more songs. And it'll happen. It's coming. But it's, it's fun to anticipate that. It's fun to see young rock fans anticipating music, wanting to see these bands. And that's one of the biggest things that I took away from this show was you are starting to see younger people coming to shows, you know, your sophomores, your juniors, your seniors in high school. And that's awesome. When I first saw Greta Van Fleet back, gosh, four years ago, five years ago at the at Lincoln Hall in the city, it was mostly people my age, a little younger, maybe 10, you know, within 10 years younger of me. There wasn't a lot of younger people there. And as I've gone to more shows throughout last year and the year before i'm starting to see that happen more and more where there's not just kids coming with their parents which is cool too hey you know i mean introducing your kid to rock and roll is awesome but i'm starting to see young kids coming together those kids that just got their driver's license that are you know in the last two years of high school you know going to shows meeting each other there meeting other young rock fans there It is, I can't tell you how incredibly awesome that is. Not just for me being a rock fan, seeing that torch being carried, but also I'm excited for the young bands because, you know, my people my age, like myself can be fans of, of Dirty Honey and whatever young band is out there. And that's great, right? That, that matters. I'm not saying it doesn't matter, but when you have a young fan base that is growing, that is listening to your music. They're going to grow with you. So when they're in their twenties, they're going to be dirty honey fans. When they're in their thirties, they're going to be dirty honey fans. When they're in their forties, they're going to be dirty honey fans because you captured them. You, you connected with them. You hooked them at that age. And that's so important. And it's so great to see young people really starting to connect with rock music, throwing away, you know, the crappy, pop music, growing out of the, the rap music that everybody listens to in junior high. I remember my son, he switched schools after sixth grade and the seventh grade. And, you know, his first day he gets on the bus and he's got his motor head shirt on and everybody thought he worshiped the devil. And he was like, man, no one likes rock music, dad. And I said, just wait, they will. And he's starting to see that now he's jamming with his friends, you know, and he goes on weekends to his buddy's house and there's a drummer and a singer and guitar player, and they're all jamming. And that's wonderful to see. I can't say that enough times. And bands like Dirty Honey, bands that are Dirty Honey, Dirty Honey is doing it. Um, they're connecting with younger people. They're, they're bringing that blues-based influenced rock to young people. And I think the sky's the limit. Corey, Justin, John, Mark, incredible band. It's great to see them growing as musicians from their first EP into the album. Now seeing them live. I can't wait to see what's next for them because uh, it is exciting. It's exciting when when you hear that band's first song, like When I'm Gone, And you see the video for Rolling Sevens, and you see people start to connect with that stuff. You see them get on the tour with the Black Crows. You see them starting to tour with other young bands like Mammoth WVH or Joyous Wolf. It's exciting. And can't wait to see more. Can't wait to see these guys again in Chicago. Dirty Honey, House of Blues, March sixteenth, two 2022. Fantastic show. Incredible show. Go see the Young Guns Tour. Go check it out. You know, you got two great young bands. Uh, I know they're playing Pittsburgh and Fort Wayne this week and Michigan, and they're going up to Canada. They'll be hitting the East Coast as well. I know Mark's originally from New York. He'll be playing Webster Hall on the 28th, Boston, New Haven. Before that, in New Jersey, Philadelphia. Baltimore, Birmingham, going down south into the North, Carol- into North Carolina and Tennessee and Alabama, Florida, Georgia, Florida again. And uh, they're playing a show out in Eng- England, Castle Darlington, at the Download Festival. And uh, they're back in Kentucky in September and October uh, for Louder Than Life Festival and Aftershock. I'm sure they're going to be doing something in between the June date in England and September. Maybe they'll do a small run somewhere. Maybe they'll work on new music. Who knows? But check out Dirty Honey. Go to their website, dirtyhoney.com. Follow their socials on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Instagram, all streaming platforms. The Young Guns Tour with Mammoth and Dirty Honey. Go check it out. You will not be disappointed. You will enjoy yourself. Take your kids. Take your young teenagers. Have them check it out. Have them get into rock and roll. This is Jay Scott. Talk to you soon.
1: No need to socialize. No need for fantasy. I'll shine on like a star at first night. and show you.